0: Welcome to episode 10 of Better With Paul. Now, I'll be completely honest. This is me being vulnerable with you. I'm starting to feel like you think I'm the Don King of podcasting. And this is what I mean. Every episode, I know I hype up the guests to the point where literally my mom called me, right? Shout out, mom. Thank you first for for listening to the pod. Uh, but my mom called me and said, "Paul, you, you you're you're hyping up every single guest. you're talking about how every guest is great." And my response was, "Mom, have I lied though? Have I lied, right? Every guest has been bringing straight fire gems. you know, I'm taking full notes when I go back and listen to these episodes. And guess what? it won't be a surprise. Today's episode is none other." Than incredible. Let me big up who we're bringing on, right? First off, I found out that she's Ghanaian, right? I didn't know that. So big up to, to, to my whole West African crew. But then on top of it, she's someone who's been in the content creation space for over a decade. And she's led or collaborated with or at all the big brands, right? Sports Illustrated, Jordan brand, Coach, B E T, and today she runs the essence podcast network now what is the essence podcast network i'm talking about essence magazines podcast network it is one of the few podcast networks in the world that was created operated developed and produced by black women And they've got the receipts. I'm talking about five shows are currently in production. They have over 5 million downloads. They've been nominated for multiple awards, won other awards. And on top of it, what they are delivering through their podcast is literally life-changing. And so I am beyond honored to have Tiffany Ashite as today's guest. So let me tell you if this is your episode. If you've ever thought about starting a podcast, but you still haven't done it yet, this is for you. I believe after listening to this, Tiffany will have convinced you it's time to hit publish. All the way through to if you are already an established podcaster and want to learn how to increase your revenue, right? Because Tiffany, I'm telling you, Tiffany's making some money. You know I had to get into the numbers with Tiffany and the Essence Podcast Network. She's going to tell us how they make I won't say how much yet, but how they make a lot of money podcasting. But on top of it, she's going to teach us how to grow our audience. She's going to teach us about the future of podcasting. If you have any interest in podcasting, this is your episode. So I want you to get your notepad out or Evernote or whatever you use to record ideas and thoughts. And get ready because after the break is none other than my sis, Tiffany Achete.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I, I always like to try to stalk everybody. And, <laughs> and, 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 and you know, what's was interesting. I heard you referenced twice in interviews before about about the like the base of your voice.
1: Yes. Yes. yes.
0: Yeah. You've got the voice. <laughs> To, you've got the voice. I like it.
1: Oh, I my like goodness. It. I Who knew? Like when I was a kid, trust me, this was not a favorable voice to have at <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'd be That'd be, if, if, if that was your voice at five, like, hey, mom.
1: What is dinner, mom? Um, I'm hungry. <laughs> that would be, scary. Yeah. be really scary.
0: yeah. But I'd say it, it works, though. It's, especially in this space, it works.
1: Yeah. It does. It comes in handy now. All the things that make you different when you're younger just fall into place as you get older. So, amen.
0: amen. Preach. <laughs> she came out the gate preaching. Come, Preach. on. Come on. All right. So, 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 here's the deal. Yes. I, I am ecstatic about this. <laughs> ecstatic about this. Because I believe we're going to
1: prove our mutual friend wrong on this. Oh, we are. We've yes. had conversations, she and I, we're, you and I are converting her I'm yes. it a few days. We're converting her.
0: We are. Okay. All right. So, so let me even break down, like what the conversion is about. Right. So our mutual friend wh- who I won't even give her a name, right. I won't even give her her name. Right. So, Cause we don't want to put her, her stuff out in the streets right. is, she is not a believer
1: no.
0: in, in podcasting. Like mm-hmm. she's, not the future of podcasting, the value of podcasting, None of it. nothing. None of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So let let's 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 prove we're wrong on this. So, this is the reason why I think you being on on this, right, podcast, right? <laughs> take that
1: <laughs> right right now. Yes.
0: <laughs> is 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 so great because you know i like to unpack the minds of world class performers right in different genres yeah and f- from everything i've read everything i've heard now about you and and we have a lot of mutual friends right
1: we do, we really do <laughs>
0: yeah is that you are like i'm going to call you king and queen you're the royalty of, of 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 podcasting on the real and and so just to set the stage though <laughs> read, 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 read us, read us, read us the podcast. Just the podcast resume, right? Just the <laughs> podcast resume.
1: Okay. Well, I will preface to say that there there are a lot of uh, kings and queens that are coming up, especially black kings and queens in this space. But I True. will I will happily um, hold part of the crown. I think we'll break it into pieces. I
0: <laughs> okay. right, we'll do that. We'll share. Share, we'll share the money.
1: Because there are definitely some amazing, dope people. But as for myself, I am the executive producer of Essence Podcast Network. And so we have a roster of five shows, the most popular, which um, many people are a fan of is Yes Girl podcast. Shout out to Charlie Penn and Corey Murray. Um, From their success, we've been able to spin off and have a roster of podcasts that touch multiple verticals for specifically black women. And so that is what I am currently doing, that is what I've been passionate about. We've been doing it for over two years, going strong. And so, there you go. There That's you, go, there point you
0: point go. Right there. All right. Now, now, there's some awards in there though,
1: too. Yes, there yeah, are. I mean, go ahead. Like, read <laughs> us the resume. Read us the real resume right now. Yeah. So, I'll pull out the CVS receipt, not just the Walgreens receipt. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so, um, our network is a three-time Webby Award nominated and honored podcast network. We have over 5 million downloads just for Yes Girl alone. Our network is um, looking at about 5.2 million downloads. And (laughs) we've had so many illustrious guests on all of our shows, everybody from uh, Tracy Ellis Ross to, um, oh my goodness, Regina King, Regina Hall, Issa Rae. Um, Minda Hart, just heavy hitters in every industry, not just in entertainment, but entrepreneurs. Um, we had Tiffany Alice the I know you've had her on your show. She is yeah. phenomenal. Period. Oh, yeah,
0: she is. <laughs> she really is. She really so- is.
1: We have been blessed to be able to talk to people. Like you said, you like talking to sharp minds. We've been blessed to be able to talk to some of the sharpest minds across industries, um, and specifically carve storytelling for Black women. And for that, we have been recognized by Apple Podcasts, by Spotify, as well as the Webby Award nominations and the over 5 million downloads. Thank you to anyone and everyone who is listening
0: across the world. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I mean, what I think wh- what what you do, what Essence Podcast does, mm-hmm. it fills a void that was truly in the podcasting space, right? Mm-hmm. And I think more than anything, it's inspiring many podcasters or many just content creators to step in and now share their voice. Yeah. So you are like clearly leaders. But now Tiffany, yes, can, can I say this? And your last name is Asha Tay, correct? Yes. Asha Tay? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you for asking. I appreciate that. <laughs> what, what What's the background on Ashite? So um, I'm Ghanaian. So, ah. yes. So my dad is from Ghana. My mom is from the South. So I'm Ghanaian-American. And that is the origin. People think it's French. They, they make a lot of assumptions about the origin. But it's...
0: There it's you go. go. <laughs> All right. Keep keeping the family. Keeping the family. I love yeah. it. I love it. Because, you know, what's interesting is that so literally one fourth of our guests are Ghanaian. yeah, one fourth about what I say one fourth are West African. Okay, right? okay, and then another fourth come from the UK. Nice. Another fourth come from the US, yeah. and another fourth come from the Caribbean, which really is Jamaica. No disrespect <laughs> to everybody,
1: but no, no, no. all, all throughout the Caribbean. So, so really, so that's dope. Like you check two boxes. This is great. yeah, exactly, exactly. I love. How your audience is so diverse and just spread across the globe because we are everywhere
0: literally we are, we are. <laughs> and strong strong yes. yes all right so so now tiffany if i might because i feel like <laughs> we're close now can i pry just a little bit sure all right and if if, if, if it's anything you just say paul just, you know stop right so <laughs> so so right out the gate right mm-hmm. numbers your numbers are impressive in terms of 5 million plus downloads just on the one podcast, right? Uh-huh. Not the network, just the one yes girl podcast. So, right. um, so millions upon millions of, 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 downloads. I think a big pushback or a point of curiosity for so many people is all right. Downloads. All right. You got Issa Ray. Okay. You got some good guests, but how much money are you making? Right. It's fast. So can you disclose like, What's what's been the revenue generation as a result of the downloads?
1: That's a that's a good point. So um, I can't get so specific to the like do, exact dollar and cent. But what I can say that it has resulted in several six figure revenue generation. We're talking um, like n- nicely creeping over the four mark so we're talking like 400k um okay but okay here's the thing and this goes into strategy right so it's not just a podcast alone right it's content and how that content is integrated into other things and I know that people listen, they're like, oh, well, you work for a big media company. That's easy. But all podcasts, and I definitely see the trend starting to happen, all podcasters should look into creating an integrated strategy because that's how you scale and that's how you monetize, right? It's about creating a community and meeting them in multiple places and then monetizing off of that. So because okay. the brand's been able to do that, that's how we the podcast network specific has been able to generate revenue.
0: Okay. This is interesting. So, so let's, let's go back a little bit on the history of podcasting, right? <laughs> and, and, and give yeah, like, if you can give us the cliff notes, because what's interesting is, you know, pod, I don't think a lot of people realize podcasting has been around for a, a long time, right? <laughs> yeah. A long, long time. This is not a new phenomenon. No. So wh- what, what's that quick origin? And then also, I'd love to hear our story in that, because even though podcasting has been around. So I, I, I think I've been listening to podcasts for maybe seven, eight years. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't feel as if I saw a lot of black voices showing up until the last two to three years. Right. So what's the story of podcasting and what's the story of black voices within podcasting?
1: yeah so podcasting has actually been around for about fifteen years. We're talking what year is this? what day is this?? Right. <laughs> <Where>? you know. <laughs> but um it's definitely been around since the early 2000s. However, it being used as a media platform to really get get a word out there and spread. Um, awareness and spread your message to an audience has definitely, like you said, been happening for a good eight or nine years. Okay. And now okay. Us, come, us as Black people coming into the space, you know, I've been listening to podcasting for about six years. And so when I think of Black people in podcasting, of course, two shows just stand out. That's The Read and Another Round.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: so another round with Heaven and and Tracy Clayton, shout out to them, um, and the read with Kid Fury and Crystal. And they were able to literally tap into Black culture and conversations that we were having amongst ourselves, amongst our friends, with each other. And they were able to, the read independently, and then um, another round through BuzzFeed, draw in an audience. And to me, that's when our community specifically started to pay attention because it's twofold, right? It's when we start to pay attention, and then it's when external start to pay attention to us in the space. And mm-hmm. the latter is still a road to climb. But gotcha. as far as us recognizing podcasting, and another round has since been off the air for two, about two and a half, almost three years. And they started back in like 2014, 2015. So, they were in the space. The read has been around for quite some time. They've been in the space and laid the flag down to really get us to start paying attention and listening.
0: And listening. Yeah. So this is interesting because one, it's just like you know, you just mentioned two podcasts, right? And, and, and just 2015, you mentioned, you know. So yeah. it this is so this is a real this is a new phenomenon, right? For us. Yeah, But now what about, uh, what, so those are two U S based podcasts though, but what, what are you, what do you know about what's happening in say the UK, like where I am right now or in Africa or in the Caribbean? Cause, cause my take has been that all of these areas have actually been slower to, to come online in terms of podcasts yeah. than the U S.
1: Yeah. So, but that to me screams opportunity, right? Yeah. So, um, Yes, podcasting has been around for 15 years, but it really scaling and it really having the revenue and growth potential is something that we've only seen within like the past five years. And really it's starting to crescendo late last year, this year, right? You're talking Joe Rogan and his yes. <laughs> nine figure <laughs> deal.
0: Crazy, Yeah, yeah, yeah incredible. Man.
1: Yeah, we're talking, you know, Spotify, acquiring Gimlet and and starting to do all these exclusive podcasts. Michelle Obama podcast just dropped two weeks ago. So us seeing podcasts really grow is just happening now. So it does make sense that, you know, regions like the UK, regions like the Caribbean, regions like Africa um, are still have so much more growth potential. However, people are killing it in the UK ball. Killing it. So um, Renee Richardson who runs Broccoli Content is out there in the UK and she's doing amazing things. She's a black woman doing amazing things in her content house, in her content um, studio. Really creating and really trying to put forward black voices in podcasting. Afro Queer is a podcast that's um, underwritten by um, an endowment in the UK and has literally gotten attention here in the U.S. as well as overseas. Nice. I I think in Africa and the Caribbean, though, it's more um, sparse for many reasons, right? Um, Data consumption, you know, if we look at some regions in Africa, you know, I was talking to a couple of contacts over there and, you know, Nairobi and Kenya and South Africa and certain parts that are a little more, that are less rural are really growing in, spy, in mm-hmm. podcasting. However, right. there are many regions where, you know, the signal just isn't strong enough. And yeah. it still comes down to a digital divide, right? Which is True. something that we've seen over and over and okay. over. And
0: over. You, you know, on that point, I literally was just talking to a friend of mine in Ghana, right? My <laughs> man, Nana Kwame Bediako, so shout out, shout out Nana. Uh, and we were literally talking about connectivity in Africa. Uh-huh. And he was sharing with me that still it's a little bit less than forty percent of yeah. Africa is 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 even on Wi Fi. Even yeah. on Wi Fi. Right. Yeah. So just imagine what happens when that goes to 60, 70, 80, 90. Oh my lord.
1: Oh my lord. One point <laughs> two billion people? Come on now. Come on now. That's a whole economy right there. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna it be incredible. It's gonna be incredible. So 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 then even speak to to, to that, Tiffany, is that What do you foresee to be the future in terms of consumption numbers, Black podcasts in particular, content opportunities as more, you know, more of us come online?
1: I honestly think that the content opportunity, especially when it comes to connecting across the diaspora, a lot of it is going to be um, in the U.S. And I still believe in the U.K., um, but telling the stories. Um, of the Caribbean telling the stories, you know, of Africa. And as, like you said, as the connectivity starts to improve and increase, I do believe that we'll start to see um, conferences and communities and events bring together um, different pockets of the podcasting community in those places, because a lot of it is really going to come down to collaboration, especially in the Caribbean especially in Africa. Um, Shout out to um, Paulo Rojo in Nairobi. She literally um, had kicked off and launched Africa Podfest. And Rona came to town, you know, knocked on everybody's door.
0: (laughs) Actually, Rona didn't even knock.
1: Rona was like, I'm coming in. Kick in the door. (laughs) I'm here. And so um, she's had to obviously scale it down, make it virtual, but it literally was going to be um, the first African pod festival on the ground in Nairobi. And so um, she's still working on her efforts there, but there is huge opportunity. I think a lot of the opportunity over there is going to be in building the community first so that the digital strength can grow. However, here in the States, we have... uh, Carrie Ann Reed Brown, who's created um, Carry On Friends. She's been doing that podcast forever and just launched Breadfruit Media to uplift and shine a light on Caribbean podcasts. So I think a lot of the voices that will represent Africa and the Caribbean right now, say 12 months from now, will come from the US and the UK, right?
0: Interesting, interesting. That's actually, that's fascinating, especially for those thinking about What content now to create, Uh knowing that right, knowing that those voices are going to be coming. So those were our shows. What do you believe the numbers of listeners will be like? How like like roughly where are we now? How fast is it increasing? Because I know that as of us recording this, Amazon's getting ready to come online. I heard they have fifty-five million, you know, customers ready that they're going to roll out uh, Uh Audible to. So what are the numbers looking like now? And then what are we looking like in the future?
1: Yeah. I mean, in the U.S. alone, we're well over a million podcasts, right? So if you go to the Apple store, if you go into Spotify, it's well over a million podcasts. Um, Last year, people were quoting about 750,000. Now, that was a number that was floating around for quite some time. But in the past seven months, over 100,000 podcasts have launched. And we're talking US numbers, we're not even talking overseas numbers. Um, and so there's room to grow. However, if we're talking visibility and really gaining an audience and being seen by these platforms, it's people have to start being very strategic, mm, I would say. Okay. It's not just about plugging in the mic and doing conducting the interview and pressing play and keeping it moving. I mean, if we're thinking about let's take outside of the US, let's take South Africa alone, right? Um, this like you said, plenty of room to grow. So twenty two percent of the South African population are aware of podcasting, right? And about nineteen percent listen. So a hundred percent, nineteen percent, right? And what we, what we know about becoming an early adopter is there is a tipping point. There's a tipping point where it goes from, you know, being on the ground level, being an early adopter, catching a wave to the wave literally just coming in over you and, and crashing in a good, good way. Point. Good point. It's, it's like being a surfer, right? You always want to come in and you want to catch the wave because if you catch the wave too late, it's a larger uphill climb to build your audience. And the whole reason you want to build your audience is what? To build a brand, to get your message out, and to monetize. So if people look, like, really take a deep look at what Spotify is doing. Really take a deep look into what Amazon is doing. Think about this, Paul. Amazon and Audible, they're making this podcast play. People have Alexa in their homes. Think about what that can mean for accessing podcasts. Yes. once they really start to build out the strategy right going back to our friend who does't yeah, you believe- know I was I was just yeah. thinking about it I was like yeah <laughs> Tiffany
0: is talking to her right now but she's not, she's not really talking but she's talking to her so yes our friend who doesn't want to get on this podcast wave
1: correct right going back to her one of her uh, reasons for not riding the wave is that she says it's it's too deliberate of an action right she has to consciously seek out a podcast. So when she's on social media, videos and ads and content is just served to her whether she likes it or not, right? It's very it's very subconscious. Whereas if she wants to live listen to a podcast, she feels like she has to go into Apple Podcasts, choose a podcast, already be aware of one that's happening or right. willing to test drive. She felt, feels like there's too many steps. Imagine being in your home and just saying, you know, Alexa, um, play the read, play this week's episode of the read, and it's possible now, but Amazon is literally trying to capitalize it off of it more.
0: Yes, yes, yes. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm with you, right? I'm with you. The, 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 the other part of the evolution of podcasts, I think, is beyond the platforms. Mm-hmm. We have podcasts traditionally thought to be audio Yes. But now, you know where I'm going with this,
1: right? Yes. You know, yeah. It's, it's, it's video. It's video. It's the, Yeah. Yeah. It's video, right? It's so amazing though, because I mean, here's the thing. At the at the core, it's storytelling. Right? And so, you can tell your story in multiple ways. Think about the few podcasts that have literally been adapted from podcasts into television and films. Homecoming Um, Dirty John, like, it's storytelling. And then from there, people literally nurture it and manifest it into different other platforms. Because again, that's how you're scaling. That's how you're growing your audience. That's how you create opportunity for monetization. So I'm all for video podcasting. I'm here for it. Here
0: for it. Yeah. And and just so I'm clear, though, is in the next one to two years, so what from what I understand is right now, Spotify is rolling out their testing video. yeah, Apple is beginning to begin they're they're moving towards that. Amazon's right. moving towards that. So am I correct in thinking that within one to two years, all podcasts are going to be audio and video for the most part?
1: I would say many because again, that space will then start to get crowded real fast. Mm, okay, right, so think about you know what you know beauty vlogs and you know food channels were to YouTube a few years back and what they are now, right? so will a lot of people be there? Will many people be there? Yes, but you still have to stand out. You still have to rise above the fray. um I think Spotify is very interesting because Spotify isn't typically looked upon as a video player, right. so and the one plat the one um company that we didn't talk about that has the most advantage is youtube
0: Mm, true true
1: before spotify really got in the game heavy about a year year and a half ago i would just discover and see okay who's on youtube and if you think about even something as um like the breakfast club it's a radio show it's an interview show they're syndicated nationally however they always. What did they do? Put those interviews
0: on YouTube. Right. Right. But but so now for those who and I want to talk about uh, those who are interested in starting the podcast journey, right? And mm. we'll be able to how they make money, how they grow their podcast, all that stuff. Yeah. But because you just mentioned the Breakfast Club, one yeah. thing that I've often heard is, well, you know, if you're putting video out on uh, on on YouTube, right? Then, what you're doing is is you're then taking away from potential downloads from Spotify or from Apple, right? Yeah. So, but I mean, I don't, I think that it all works in combination.
1: But, but what's, what's your take on that?
0: Is that so, the same? Yeah.
1: yeah, I don't, I don't agree that you're taking downloads away from anything because think about it. You, where you most consume content is not necessarily where I most consume content. But if we're both the demographic, if we're both the audience that you're trying to reach, then you need to be both places. There are some people that they are podcast junkies and addicts in a great way. And they are committed to listening to it in its purest form. On Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher, etc. However, there are some people that are more for the content, like our friend, and less for the platform. So yes. why not meet them where they are? This yes. is how you grow your audience. Just take the conversation, put it on a platform where they're going to be and and make yourself visible to them.
0: Yeah. You know that that point that you mentioned, I think, is one of the most important points in all of content marketing, and yeah. that is meet your audience where they are opposed to trying to entice them back to whatever crazy platform that nobody oh. wants to join that you're on. You know what I mean? Because I've, right. I've been through that. I was like, hey, y'all, y'all come visit me on my Slack channel, right? It's like <laughs> nobody's checking me on Slack. You know? right. Meet them where they are. Meet them right. where they are. <laughs> you know? T- Tiffy, let me ask you about this because we were talking about the, the platforms and something that I saw pop up a couple months ago made me think, wow, the game is 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 like different now. <laughs> I, I use MailChimp.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I use MailChimp for my email, you know, email marketing, right? Email correspondence. Yeah. And I go onto MailChimp one day to log in and there's a prompt that says, Check out our original podcast series <laughs> on MailChimp, right? You can't stream it anywhere. It's an original podcast series only on MailChimp. Is is this is this a thing where, where 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 platforms that have lots of users a massive user base are going out creating original content but basically podcast content on
1: their platforms? Yeah, it's it's so funny that you bring that up. So um, twofold: one, the the specific Mailchimp podcast is actually on Spotify now. Not trying to. They didn't cut a check, but (laughs) 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 it's on Spotify now. And the reason why I know is because one of our Yes Girl co-hosts, Corey Murray, is an episode. And so, uh, yeah, so she, shout out to Tracy Clayton um, from Another Round, Strong Black, Legends, all the things. She's hosting it. um, And it's actually on all the platforms now. But going back to your original point, branded content has been a thing, right? It's been a thing for a very long time. We can go back to, you know, you know, native content and blogs and sponsored articles and blogs. And so wherever there's growth in content, brands will try to get in. Period. That's just how capitalism works. <laughs> Got Got and it. so um branded podcasts have been around for quite some time. Of course, when you're listening to an episode, you'll hear an ad for like a mattress or a delivery service or you know Grubhub or something like that. But in order to create more attention and drive more um, awareness and capitalize on the voice and the full market share, brands are really getting into just owning the whole episode and owning the whole season. And so mm-hmm. they're basically saying, I wanna weave my message I believe in you. I believe in you, Paul. I believe in your voice. I believe in your style. I believe in your audience. I don't want to just sponsor one episode. Let me come in. Let me underwrite eight seasons. We are co-collaborators in this. Let's figure out how your audience, your message, your everything matches with our message. And let's create. Wow. And so I think that... Any brand that's trying to drive people specifically to their platform to consume the content is missing the point. Again, you have to meet people where they are. So, creating branded content is a win-win. Creating branded podcasts is a win-win. However, I'm not just going to your site to listen to.
0: Ex- ex- exactly, because I'm listening on Alexa right at home. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. While at I'm home. eating my breakfast. Yep.
1: There we go. Yep, <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so now. You started to talk about my favorite subject, the dollars and the cents, right? You started talking about the money, right? Let's talk money. about the money. Let's talk money. about the numbers, right? <laughs> so yes, so so branded content and mm-hmm. that whole idea around brands coming in to own an entire series—that's new for me. I, I you know, what I wasn't even there in my thinking. Yeah. What are the top ways, you know, three to five ways that that podcast today? Are making money, and I mean clearly you all are making money, right? Yeah. I, I I mean you drop some, I mean you, you, y'all are making money, but how? What percentage of podcasts are even making money, right? So who, yeah. who? How many of us are actually making money in the podcast game? And then how is for those of us who are making money? How is that money being made? All right, pardon the interruption, guys. I just want to spend a moment to thank Switch and Board. It's a podcast studio in Washington, D.C., owned by a good friend of mine. And if you like the production quality of this podcast, if you like this track as much as I do, which I love it, it's all thanks to them. Now, Switching Board specializes in podcasters like me and you who are busy. We travel a lot because not only have they mastered in-studio production, guess what? They've mastered remote podcasting production. That's right. So you could be anywhere in the world. and Switching Board has you covered. Now, if you want to learn more from Switching Board, I want you to go to com backslash studio. That's S-T-U-D-I-O. And let me put you on. And now, back
1: to the show. So I think, honestly, there is a misconception that you have to have, you know, millions of downloads or even hundreds of thousands of downloads to make money. If you want sponsorships, yes, the proof is in the metrics. Absolutely. Right. If you want to go in with brands and have them advertise on your show. So the most popular way is ads. Right. We talked about, you'll listen to a podcast. As soon as you hit play, you'll hear this mattress or, you know, this beer or whatever. So ads is definitely the most popular way. And so if that's what you're trying to go after, the advertising dollar, um, the same way, you know, television and radio and other platforms have advertising dollars, then you do need scale, right? You do need to get your downloads up. However, I've literally seen indie podcasters with smaller, intimate, but loyal communities monetize the heck out of their podcasts. And a lot of it is pre-Rona, they, they were doing live events, right? So live events was definitely a way to make money, right? Oh, you enjoy this conversation between Paul and I? Well, guess what? Paul is going on tour. He's doing a five-city tour live with different thought leaders, influences, et cetera. Come check it out.
0: Gotcha, and, gotcha.
1: And that that desire to be live and in person, connect with you in person, see their favorite um, thought leader in person would drive revenue. Um, obviously, that has since pivoted, and people are moving right. virtual. And time will tell what the where the where the revenue levels out on virtual events. We're still figuring that out, I guess, as a society. But yep. I have seen podcasts pivot really quickly. Another way is through membership and exclusive content. So okay. Patreon is one example of like a member exclusive platform. So Paul and I are having this conversation, um, but this conversation is only available for your Patreon users, right? And they subscribe to a monthly membership fee and they get access to exclusive content that just won't be available on the major platforms, Okay. right? That's building community and that's basically putting um, exclusivity and a paywall around your content. Okay. And you don't and that, have to have a lot of you don't have to have hundreds of thousands of downloads to do that.
0: Gotcha. And and by doing that, I would imagine it subscribes uh like a premium to the content because you can only get it behind this paywall. It's only Correct. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So so that's cool. So so there's uh membership, you know, via like a Patreon. Mm-hmm. There's events, which we know with Rona, you know, how can you monetize the tickets and the events? There's right. sponsorship, right? Yeah. As well. And kind yeah. of add fits into that. Is, is are there any other ways? You know, you know, the, because the only other way I could think of, but I'm sure there's five other ways, right? But the only <laughs> other way I could think of is uh, a lot of people I've seen they have products or services that they themselves sell, mm-hmm. and so what they're doing is is they're just they're basically they are they are advertising on their own podcast. You know, they're selling their services on their own podcast.
1: Yeah. Um. So. Yes, that's definitely one way, but even that can be split up and segmented into um, different opportunities. So there could be, you know, if you wanted to sell, you know, your consultant services or something like that, there is selling the tangible and they're selling the the service. A lot of times people just want to know how you did it. And just off of how you did it alone could be a way to bring in revenue. But another thing is I've literally seen merchandising coming mm. off of building a fan base. Like mm. every podcast has a different angle. They, they're they telling different stories and there are people that are attached to those stories. So now if you just take that and build merchandise around it, and I'm not saying start a t-shirt company. and so there's a lot of t-shirt companies, but I'm not not saying that. But yeah. there's other types of merchandising. I've seen everything from... Um, Pins to stickers to um, books to you know. There's so many ways to merchandise off of it. So I would definitely see that's one that's actually not being utilized enough. That okay. Definitely make money off of.
0: Ooh, I like that angle. I like that angle. Any anything else that you could think of that maybe like the the next wave on monetization that people should be thinking about?
1: <sighs> well. I would say the next wave is not just monetizing the podcast. Mm, okay. So literally, let's say uh Coca Cola for some reason. Uh
0: <laughs> 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 just gonna read stars. Yeah, Like, all right, let's just say uh the biggest advertiser in the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they got all the money. Uh, yeah. so let's say they um they discover your show but it's not about your show right they you are now a brand you are a brand paul you are a brand you have multiple platforms where you're reaching people internationally and that in of itself is opportunity so are you monetizing your newsletter are you do you no. have a newsletter?
0: right yes, but i'm not monetizing Tiff. tell me about it <laughs> Let
1: me get my pen. hold on real quick Let me get my pen. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead,
0: speak to me, please.:
1: So think about the life cycle in which when every episode comes out, think about the life cycle of that content. Think about the fact that when you drop an episode, it's not just about releasing an episode on Apple, Spotify, etc. It's about finding nuggets and creating um, articles for your site. Right. Like what are, what are the high points? What's the the meat of the content that if I don't have 30 minutes to listen to this whole episode, I can go read in two and a half minutes, the high points. Right. Yes. And then yes. are you serving, do you have advertising on your site? Are you, are you monetizing off of that blog post in general? And then if I'm not going to your site, are you coming to me? Mm-hmm. Are you sending me a newsletter to let me know an episode just dropped? Here are the high points. And by the way, this, Email or this newsletter is brought to you by Coca-Cola. Again, aiming high. Yeah. I know they're not, <laughs> but I'm gonna reach for the stars. Like I right, said, speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so the episode is dropped. Have you again pulled out the key points in a an, in a blog post? Have you sent me an email to let me know that the episode is out? Have you embedded your podcast into your blog post? Right. So if I'm reading it, and I want to hear more. Can mm-hmm. I press play? right have you um then leverage your social community right and then let's say you've done all that it performs well there's some evergreen content in there four weeks from now are you going to do a facebook live are you going to do an instagram live and bring that guest back since it performs so well let's keep it going yes yes and how could you monetize off of all of that how could you think ahead and say you know what i have three Kick ass guests for the season that I really want to see if I can get, you know, somebody to support. Let me create right. a content plan around all of this. Right. I was, no, um, I was watching two nights ago. Again, I always forget what day it is, but <laughs> two nights ago, I was watching um, a Facebook Live podcast. So, Thirst Aid Kit um, is a popular podcast that now lives on Slate. And they had a late night live and they charged $5 for it. Ah, uh, I see. And I was like, this is genius. It was 8.30 or 8 o'clock. I'm in my house. Why not? It's a Wednesday night, Thursday night. Why not?
0: Why not? Right. It's five, it's $5. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. You know, you you're, you're helping me to rethink that, you know, what I'm doing with you right now, this is mm-hmm. not a podcast. A pod right. its just that's just one platform that it lands on but we're correct. creating content correct? and that content should be almost should be agnostic right it should yes. live, live everywhere yes. yeah yeah thank you thank you tim for helping me helping me with that. So, so, <laughs> so so then what percentage of podcasts do you believe are 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 doing these things like are monetizing oh, and how much are they making like because I think it's interesting. We sometimes hear about, you know, the essences of the world, right? right. <laughs> or we hear about the Joe Rogans of the world, with Michelle right. Obamas, and we say, "Wow, they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars to millions of dollars." Let me jump into this podcast game. But yeah. but what percentage are actually making what?
1: So that's there's what percentage is making money, and there's what percentage percentage is making Mike. Quit your job money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's it's true. different. There's <laughs>
0: a big difference, yes.
1: <laughs> right. And so the percentage that's making quit your job money definitely has room to grow. Um, I would if and then are we talking, are we talking black podcasters or are we talking podcasters in general? Because here's the here's the deal. There are some people that literally just get paid the podcast and they get a six figure salary and they show up and they record in the booth for, you know, however long they need to. And that's their job. The same way talent goes and, you know, hosts the daytime talk shows. And then once the show is done, they go back to their home. This is their job. That's all they do. The same way people go into work, they go into the studio. Right. So that's one way, right? So. One thing that I'm seeing, and I'm pivoting, but I'm going to come back. One thing that you're seeing beyond celebrities become podcasts is that you're seeing podcasters become celebrities, right? And I I say Mm. celebrities in quotes because, you know, fame is fleeting, but they're becoming household names. Okay. And so by becoming household names, by creating a brand for yourself that people want to capitalize off of, that is how people are getting to a point where, okay, yeah maybe i i can quit my job in 12 months i can't quit my job right now but (laughs) i can put a down payment on a house but that comes over time i think the misconception is that people start today and then they think by december it's gonna kick off it's gonna pop off and i mean yes there's the essences in the joe rogan's of the world and and the reads of the world but you have to look at how long, like Joe Rogan's been doing his podcast for a very long time.
0: Yes, yes. A very
1: long time. Um, you know, Yes Girl has been around for over three and a half years. Mm-hmm. So this is something that takes time if you're looking to build and monetize and let that be a sole source of income. Okay. I think that it can be, side income for a lot of people very quickly. Gotcha. But I gotcha. just wanted to.
0: Yeah. It's not, you can't start a podcast, quit your job, curse out your boss. Type no, money. that's not. No. Yeah. Cause that, that's the best money It's like you could quit and curse your boss out. That's the, your ex—that's the best money. That's the best money in the world.
1: That—that's—it's almost like back in the nineties. Um, how like getting a record deal was that? Like you get a record <laughs> deal, you heard your song on the radio. You're like, oh, that's me. And then you go into your job. You're like, I'm on the radio. I quit. <laughs> I <need> yeah. To- <laughs> All
0: right. So so this this is not happening to yeah. mo- I, so I, so would you say it's fair to say like less? It's like that's less than two percent, three percent of podcast okay
1: i would say five would be generous because again if you look at there are a million podcasts over a million podcasts right in the players right now so five percent of that is is probably there so it would be less than five percent
0: wow okay all right done done so so then the question becomes Mm -hmm. should those who are conscious about building their brand. They want to build their brand awareness. Uh, Maybe they want to become a thought leader. Maybe they want to launch a business. Should they jump into the podcasting game? Should they start a podcast?
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Tell tell, tell our friend that, tell our friend that real quick.
1: Absolutely girl, absolutely. (laughs) So the reason why, and literally whenever um, people ask that type of question, I counter and I ask them a question. I say, why are you starting a podcast? Are you starting it because it's popular? Are you starting it because there's an end goal in mind? It's part of a bigger strategy for you. And if you can't answer that question, then I would say, answer that question first before you start it. um, Because... Just to start it and not have an end goal in mind, not have a vision, not have a short term goal in mind will result in you being inconsistent.
0: Gotcha. Is it is it enough, though, Tiffany, to say, I want to start a podcast because I just heard Tiffany say this is the wave. Right. <laughs> so I, I so all I know is that this is the this is a, this is a great wave. Right. To jump mm-hmm. on. And this is a great way just to build my brand. So that's yeah. all. Is, is that enough? to get in the game?
1: It is enough to get in the game, but I would say yes, that is enough to get in the game. If you say, I am, a I don't know, a chef and I wanna build my brand. And so there's not enough attention being paid to black culinary artists. And so I'm gonna create a podcast around that. So as to build awareness, create the story and build my personal brand. Okay. That was a goal. That was very specific. I, th- I think where people go wrong is that there's, they're, they're not specific. They're like, oh, I enjoy talking to my friends. I just want to talk to my friends on the mic and make money off of it.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I get it. So you need to be, you need to understand that the only way to realize a return is you, you're going to need to be consistent Yes. and in, in order to give you the motivation to be consistent you need to be specific about why you're doing this thing right
1: absolutely right,
0: absolutely cool. so 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 let's say that okay those specifics get down and someone says all right i want in what are the most important um tactics things to consider right out the gate when starting if someone says all right i heard tiffany i'm i'm specific i'm on this wave i want to start what the hell do i do like what what do i do <laughs>
1: So uh, a couple of things. One, really sit down and write down what your pitch is. If you were to pitch your show, what is it about? Why do I care? Why would I want to listen? Because here's the deal. There's so much discovery happening around podcasts, which is great. But it also means that you have a short amount of time to, you know, generate a new listener. You have a short amount of time to really convert somebody that doesn't already know you, doesn't care about you, <laughs> to a listener. So the first thing you want to do before you start buying the equipment, before you start spending hundreds of dollars and getting the mics and doing all the things, is to really sit down and ask yourself three things, right? What is my pitch? What is this show about? In like 50 words or less, right? Okay who am i truly trying to reach
0: yes okay
1: yes right and you know who would who's already in this space doing it like do the research i you know over again over a million podcasts in the platforms right now go do your research there are amazing podcast directories podcast directories black podcast directories shout out to barry at pods and color um Caribbean podcast directories go see who's already doing this in the space not to deter you but to just have a better understanding of what the conversation around what you want to talk about is already happening
0: interesting and does that then inform I would imagine mm-hmm. that helps you to understand what format to choose Correct. Because there's so many formats yeah All
1: right. you were yeah. in my head because that was literally the next thing see see we're, we're this is a partnership right we're playing Serena. tennis back and boom, boom. <laughs> Go ahead, Serena. Go ahead, Serena. <laughs> Got you. Got you. Got you, Venus. Got you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's exactly it. Because there are so many different formats. And, you know, one thing we didn't talk about was the fact that a lot of what you're seeing now are um, interview-based chat shows, right? But there are so many other types of formats for podcasts, you know. Narrative fiction, um, nonfiction narratives, really storytelling. If you look at Serial, right, that was one th- that was one show that really got people into even knowing the word podcast years ago. Everyone was talking about Serial, and so you don't have to just do an interview-based show. There are amazing, phenomenal creative writers out there that are leveraging podcasting as a means to build out scripts, right? Think about Spotify. They just did a deal with, I believe it's DC Comics. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So they're doing a deal with DC Comics to um, literally create narrative shows that are exclusive to podcasts first. So imagine listening to, you know, an audio bite-sized version of Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Yes. Something like
1: that. Right. That's when things like sound design and it becomes a lot bigger of a production. But it is an opportunity for people that are creative writers, that want to get their stuff out there, that want to write scripts, that want to write short stories to build and create podcasts around that. Everything doesn't have to just be a one on one conversation.
0: Right. Right. And I would imagine too that we can experiment. Right. Because it's interesting. I was thinking, I had had originally thought about doing more of a narrative style for the podcast, yeah. And I realized that I'm so obsessed with like perfection that <laughs> it was just like we recorded one. Like I, I would, I would say, I'm, I'm getting on the plane. And you hear, and you hear the sound <laughs> effects. Like, but, but but I realized I was being ups becoming over obsessed, right, yeah. with, with all this, the sound effects. But but then I thought, well, hold on for a second. I could just do a mix. I could, I could do narrative one week. I can flip up and do interview. I mean, can we just do like this potpourri style of, or or, or, <laughs> or, or do we? Or and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we need to be consistent because our listener is expecting a certain format.
1: Yeah, I would, I would say the latter more than the prior. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I like that you said potpourri style. I'm like, how about to find something here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> little, potpourri,
1: little potpourri, potpourri style podcast. <laughs> um, so, for the sake of building loyalty, you know we're all creatures of habit. So, you definitely want to create consistency, which is why the format is important. Um, okay. However, that doesn't mean that you only have to have one show, right? This is uh-huh. again building out a roster of shows. So, could you create a narrative show here? And create um, an interview chat show here? Absolutely. Create a nonfiction show over there? Absolutely. And that's a also interesting way to test. A lot of times, you know, A-B testing. Testing yes. is key. This is no different. Test the types and the formats that work and see what hits and what doesn't. But I okay. wouldn't do it in the same show just because your listener starts to build habits. You can test segments, but to test formats all together, it could feel a little roller coaster. Yeah. It's
0: too much. Okay. And and, okay. So doing that, so bad, Paul, bad, 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 right? (laughs) So so if I, if if I were doing that, I would then negatively impact growth, which is what we want, right? We want growth in the, uh, from the podcast. So then Tiffany, what are the deep inside secrets that you've used to grow Essence Podcasts beyond 5 million downloads in the last few years. Give us that secret sauce that you just have to like whisper in the mic. To give us. We, don't, we don't want everybody to hear it. We just want a couple of the listeners to hear what, what are the secrets? What are the secrets? Not what I can Google. I want the behind the scenes, you know, growth hacking. How do we grow these podcasts?
1: so one thing that i would definitely say um is that build a relationship with these platforms i know that's easier said than done but if you think about the content that you're putting out and you think about the timing right like let's let's rewind to may and june and you know how heavy it was and how the conversation of social justice and race were literally at the forefront i mean Fortune 500 companies were closing for Juneteenth, for goodness sake. Um, And so that was a moment where we had never seen before. If you were already creating content around race and social justice, that was a prime opportunity to reach out to the players, right? Because they're creating podcast playlists. Think about it. When you open your player, you see, oh, playlists about um, food, playlists about news, playlists about Corona that's an opportunity to reach out to contacts at these places and say, hey, I have an episode or I have specific content that aligns with your content calendar, right? And so can can we have a conversation? Mm, I like
0: it. I like that. Tiffany, I like that. I like that. I'm
1: gonna do that. I like that. I like that, okay. Um, I would also say one thing that um, people don't do enough of is collaborate, right? So don't look at two things. One, don't just collaborate with other podcasters, but you should collaborate with other podcasters. Don't just look at people as your competitors, right? So, you know, Paul, you like to talk to really fascinating, interesting people, right? Who's doing something like that, but in another industry? Or who's doing something like that and reaching a whole nother region? Is there your, do you have a counterpart in, um, you know? Ghana. Right, in Ghana. Do you have a counterpart in Ghana that's doing the same thing? And is there an opportunity to do crossover content? Yes. Yes. Because a lot of times people think very siloed. My podcast, my story, my, 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 my. That's not how you grow. That's Mm. never how you grow. Think about, um, let me take it way back to the 90s. Think about <laughs> how, like, spinoffs were made for television programming, right? It's true. It's true. Think about Cosby show spinning off into a different world. Different world. Right? Think about how, you know, the story first existed in one platform, and then they spun off into another. And sometimes they would do crossovers, right? Denise, yes. could, was it um, Dwayne, would show up at the, at, the, at the hospital house or whatever the case is. So, it's really important to explore who you can collaborate with in the podcast space, who you can cross storytell with in the podcast space, um, because there also may be opportunity for monetization. Uh,
0: Okay. I like
1: it. Content. How can you partner with your podcast counterpart in another region that has high engagement and create exclusive Mm -hmm. content and hit both of your audiences?
0: Mm, mm. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Because you know, you know who my contemporary is hmm. um in both Ghana and the UK is Denta. Oh. You know, yeah, Denta. Yeah. Who who is phenomenal, who I love, um yeah. who is, interviews the most phenomenal people, in particular in Ghana. So boom. I'm 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 gonna man, I'm I'm on WhatsApp right after this. Like Denta, look, it's gotta, happening. it is happening. We're doing something. We're doing something, right? It's um, Okay, all right done. So so that was two. So, <laughs> so there's there's one more secret. One more secret.
1: <laughs> just one more. Oh I I would definitely say it's not a secret, but I think it's something that people just need to be reminded of, which is um planning your content people don't okay. People don't plan as much as you think right like people don't look at the calendar look at the quarter and really say okay if i'm gonna launch this if i'm gonna do this what are some milestones happening that i can ride the wave of for example we're taping this on black women's equal Pay Day. Mm. and if you have a business show, right? If you have a business show that, even if it's targeting Black women or not, this is a conversation that you could be having. That you yeah. could be leveraging the timeliness of this wave.
0: Yeah, this is big, Tiffany. This is a big one. You saved a big one for the end. I like this. This is a big <laughs> one. <laughs> this, this is this is a big one. I mean this this is this is brilliant. You're right because there's already a conversation happening. Correct. And then what you're doing is, is you're taking your content and you're just introducing it to the conversation already
1: happening. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's then true. imagine if you created an integrated strategy the way we talked about earlier. So you did the email and you did the blog post, right? And you did you had the social engagement and you even created exclusive content around it. So if you did all those things in anticipation of riding the wave of today's conversation, Think about how many more downloads and how much more discovery you would have. Oh yeah. It, it
0: yeah. i it done. Done.
1: See, that was a big <laughs> one. I tell you, that was you the got big
0: more. one. <laughs> you got some yeah. work right to do, Paul. That was a big one. I love it. I love it. This is my last question for you. Okay. I believe that one of the reasons why you're so exceptional at what you do is because you truly are a content creator. Like that, like you're you're not like I don't wanna uh, ever just categorize you in the podcast box because right. you are a phenomenal content creator. it spans right different yeah. platforms yeah. and I think you know i've I've heard some interviews, watched some interviews of you talking about benchmark <laughs> right yes. can, can can you give us some of the some of that benchmark some of the insight in, in your work with benchmark' Because I think a lot of people watching listening would love to know about benchmark
1: Oh yes, so um before. I was here at Essence. I was the co founder of Benchmark Creative Group. And so, Benchmark Creative Group is a social content and event content experiential agency. Okay. Specifically, um, my business partner, and shout out to Tasha, Tasha Morris, and I, we started it six years ago with entrepreneurs in mind. You know, we realized that entrepreneurs are lean. They work lean, their resources are lean, all the things. But just because you're lean doesn't mean that you shouldn't have kick-ass campaigns. It mean it doesn't mean you shouldn't have access to resources. And it doesn't mean you shouldn't have a kick-ass team behind you. And so we started creating events targeted to entrepreneurs. So aside from the agency part, which, you know, the consulting and, you know, the advisement, we started creating events, Brooklyn Marketing Week was literally a B-school for Brooklyn entrepreneurs. We worked with partners such as FreshBooks and um, Google and Fiverr, and was able to literally create a B-school in a weekend. Mm. Because think about it, you can go to Google University, you can do Teachable. There's so many resources out there, but sometimes, pre-Rona, you just needed to connect. You just needed to be around people for an intensive and really absorb the information and understand how it applies to what you do. So that that's our agency. Um, one of the many things we did. Another thing was to support women entrepreneurs. So we created the She Boss series, which was specifically targeted for women entrepreneurs and to have the conversations that we as women always have, but with our close friends in our WhatsApp groups, in our chat groups talking about, you know, competition, you know, and cattiness in the workplace, microaggressions, you know, how to really, you know, break one level of the glass ceiling, you know, the unspoken rules of work and business that they just don't, they don't teach you this in school, they don't hand you a guide when you start on your first day. And so we crafted multiple events um, to really just have the conversations. I love, as you can see, having conversations. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, you do. You do. But 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 that makes sense, right? You mm-hmm. love having the conversations. You love the dialogue. I think you love the narrative in the conversation, yeah. and that's the reason why you're so passionate about telling the story because that's it's a passion, right? Yeah. You love it, you know. Um, and all I can say is, Tiffany, thank you. Like for for real, because, because, because here's, here's what I I find to be really interesting is that we oftentimes just see things happening, you know, in the, in the, in like, you know, in industry, like, wow, look at this podcasts are growing. Wow. Black voices of podcasts are growing. Black hosted podcasts are growing. Black listenership is growing, but we oftentimes don't unpack the reason why. And I view you as one of the catalysts behind the accelerated growth. In black podcasting, in black listenership, and I also believe that black podcasting in particular is going yeah. to change the world. It's going to change. It's going to change. It's going to change the world, and so Absolute. we have you to thank for changing the world. So thank you.
1: Oh, you just dropped a whole mic ball. <laughs> you know what? We should even look. I'm not <laughs> You just dropped no. a whole mic. I will say. I will say one thing. I think it's really important now more than ever that people pay attention to Black voices, but Black and Brown voices, but at every level. So it's not just the hosts and the shows, but we need to start seeing, you know, Black and Brown faces um, in the advertising. We need to start seeing Black and Brown faces in the, you know, decision making it in the executive rooms. You know, we need to start seeing black and brown podcasters on the stages at the conferences to let people know that this playing field is is diversified. So definitely take a listen. Uh, Essence Podcast Network, Yes Girl Podcast, Unboss Podcast, The Solve, Magic Unfiltered, and the Color Files all available on wherever you listen to podcast. You know how to drop the little plug in there. Just a little bit. Um, and then get, if people I tell you, you know, I had to, I had to. <laughs> and then when if people want to get to know me, um, it is Tiffany Ashate on LinkedIn or Miss Tiff Says everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, and even my website, Miss Tiff Says.
0: Miss Tiff says, There you go. Well, Miss Tiff just said it all. Right. <laughs> thank 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 you. Because really. I've, I've, uh, I was hesitant to start podcasting. I just started, uh, my God, how long ago is it? Uh, we're month and a half, month and a half, you know, been, been, been doing this and yeah. absolutely love it. And nice. you've given me great insight today to help me to grow and reshape what I'm doing. So I, I greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you very much.
1: No problem. Oh, yeah. last thing. I listened mm-hmm. to your, um, Your video segment about being a podcast host and death. And you are phenomenal. You are excellent. I remember you saying not everyone should be a host. Like people should really just be, think about what goes into hosting. You are phenomenal.
0: Keep what you're doing. I take Miss Tiff says. (laughs) Miss Tiff says,
1: she said it. She said it.
0: there you have it another one tiffany thank you so much for blessing us with those tips the strategies the numbers you know we love numbers right y'all thank you so much it's an honor to have had you on this pod i'm going to use everything you just said to take the better with paul podcast our newsletter and community to the next level thank you so much now I want to make sure you know about the newsletter that I just mentioned. If you go to paulcbrunson.com backslash better, paulcbrunson.com backslash better, you can join the newsletter. The reason why I want you on the newsletter is because while the guests give us their opinion of their strategies and their tips and how they became world-class, I, through the newsletter, give you my opinion of what I heard. Also, I share what I've learned through my research, preparing for the interviews, what i learned in some of the pieces of the interviews that are cut, because not all of the interview actually makes it to the pod. So I share all of that. It's kind of like a behind the scenes takeaway. I share all of that in the newsletter. So make sure that you join the newsletter. And on that note, the next episode is going to be special. I'm actually going to do something that Tiffany just told me not to do, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm hard-headed. Join me for a very special and different Better With Paul on episode 11, coming next. Sweet and bold.